The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. Good morning everyone, it is Kristen Holstrom with the Custody Queens, and I am here with my fellow custody queen and my favorite blonde, Samantha McBride. Hello everyone. And for those of you who are new to listening to our show or may not know us quite that well, we are both certified family law specialists and we are the Custody Queens. We specialize in family law cases and that includes everything from divorce to paternity cases and obviously that includes support issues, restraining orders and everything else that comes under the umbrella of family law. And we are both blondes, I am the short one I'm giant. (laughs) (laughs) And together we have a brilliant brain. Well, I think it's individually you have a brilliant brain. No, no, no. It's one half each. (laughs) Just one half. (laughs) For sure. Well, the, the, the thing I love about our dynamic duo is that we have a lot of similar characteristics, but we also have a lot of completely opposite traits. And I think that because we have those opposite traits, we become the yin and the yang. And so we can see issues and analyze them from all different sides. You know, I may see things one way, Sam may see them another. 99.9% of the time we come to the same conclusion, but we often have different paths to get to that same conclusion. Yeah, and I think that's why we work so well on a team is because we bounce ideas off each other. And Kristen and I, gosh, we've known each other for eight, nine, eight years, nine years? I think it's nine. We're almost in a long-term marriage. <laughs> One more uh, year. Yeah, I, I joke, but no, it's true. And Chris and I have spent so much time together that we've really been able to um, create kind of an experience, I think, when you retain our services for custody, visitation, or divorce. And we don't always see eye to eye, but for the most part, I think we do. And we have similar case plans, and we're very interested in creating specific case strategies Um, for each and every one of our clients. So that's something that we're very passionate about in addition to making sure that everyone's really educated on the law. That's kind of the undertone that I think gets missed a lot whenever you have an attorney-client relationship. Um, It's really important, we believe, for your clients to also know why they're making the decisions they're making instead of just blindly following legal advice. So we like to present those options to you as well so that you really kind of understand what's going on as it's going on and then we help with the rest. Yeah, and when Sam and I started working together, it's just kind of a, a little funny story and it tells a lot about us but we are both division one soccer college athletes. And uh, I was interviewing Sam. I think she was waiting for her bar results at the time. And you know, I'm I'm looking at her resume and I'm like, okay, you have clearly a a family history within the legal field. Um, You know, I think she graduating law school and was also a server at the time. And I think I asked her, why should I hire you? And she starts, you know, telling me how she just graduated law school and that she played soccer in college. And the second she said soccer, my head perks up and I had already made the decision to hire her. Yeah. And the joke is I didn't know this. So I thought I was doing just this like 
killing this legal interview. Unbeknownst to me, she it had nothing to do. With yeah, it. she only hired me actually because I played soccer, and yeah. so I thought I, I, I was like, oh, see, first interview, nailed it. <laughs> and I think she was actually applying it like it. it it was a file clerk or a legal assistant position at the you time. You hired me as a legal assistant. Yeah, slash intake specialist, yeah. you know. But, I, you know, I was looking at this very, you know, well-presented woman that I thought would be very good. But I wasn't in a position to just hire extra employees. I really need someone that knew what they were doing. And, you know, Sam's like, I don't have any legal experience or family law experience. But then she tells me she played soccer. And you know what that went off in my brain is I know she's committed. I know she's a hard worker and I know she, I know that she has what it takes to go through the grind of the first or five years of being an attorney when it's 78 hour week, work weeks, you're the last one to leave the office. The stress is almost unmanageable at times and anyone that has played any sport at any you know high level like college, it is incredibly difficult to manage the academics and you know the 6 a.m. lifting and carry a 3.5 plus GPA and to be a really good athlete as well. And because I had went through that, I knew. And that was the beginning of not only a beautiful friendship, but a partnership that has had way more highs than lows. And not only is Sam one of my best friends and my business partner, but she is someone, she's like a sounding board to me because I'm more of the reactive, the, you know, very passionate, somewhat irrational one of the two of us. No, I don't think that you're irrational. I think that you stand up for people. You you do. You're very loyal. Um, I've very rarely had to stand up for myself at the office, although I've needed it often. Uh, Kristen has always quickly come to my defense. So you've always been very much of a big sister to me. Well, I appreciate that because I was the oldest, so I didn't have any, I didn't have any older siblings. I am incredibly grateful for my younger siblings, but I didn't have anyone above me, so it was kind of like I was learning and then trying to teach my younger siblings what not to do. You yeah, know? I'm your, I'm your bigger little sister. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so everyone listening that just didn't know that, that's who we are. Uh, we operate as a team, so one of us might be more of your lead attorney, but you are always getting almost two brilliant minds for the price of one. But I am very grateful for what we have created. When, when I came up with Custody Queens, it was a mission and a dream that had evolved over a couple years of taking on very complex custody cases. And I jokingly said one day, well, I'm the custody queen, you know, and then I wrote it down and I kept talking to Sam. We kept adding to my, you know, little notebook of just ideas. And then Sam and I became, you know, the attorneys in the firm that handled the vast majority of the custody cases, the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. And a lot of attorneys, they want to shy away from the custody cases because they're very emotional and you get and draining. You get that reaction from attorneys, ah, family law, custody. But Kristen and I really realized that that's what makes us tick. And there's there's something special about the custody cases. And it's not about taking or litigating any case in and of itself, but it's realizing how much of a human aspect has to also be applied to the law. Um, and it's it's hard. It's emotional at times. And I think Kristen and I need each other to get through. But it's really, really rewarding work. And I'm proud of what we've done. Yeah, and, and we together realized there was a hole in the family law industry and the family law process as as a whole. 
different version of the word hole, but, you know, and we sat down and I said, why does every attorney just feel like they have to run into court every single time an issue is presented? And sometimes litigation is the only option. For instance, if there's an issue of domestic violence of that nature, litigation is often the most immediate and the right response. But other times when when someone's not paying support or the children are being pulled and, and tugged in two different directions, more often than not, educating your clients that there are options, there are different remedies to different to different challenges and educating your your clients and being a human to them and and teaching them the scars that you've learned from life itself. You know, and and Sam has, you know, Sam is of a child of divorced parents and she functions and has two incredibly different sides of her family and they have made it work. And so she provides a completely different aspect to this process that I can't provide. You know, I can talk about it, but I didn't go through it. Sure. And then I am a mom of three. I have three kids, eight, five, and two, all completely different personalities. All keep me on my toes and all very athletic. Uh, but I, it wasn't until I had kids that I started going, oh my gosh, that is so important that we put a timeline on that return, you know, of the visitation when there's no school. Because you, you get very mechanical at times. Yeah, and that's a great point because when you're looking at a custody case, the interesting thing about it is, Kristen's right, you know, litigation sometimes is the only route potentially, but you're talking about a day, a week, 10 days in time, and then you have the rest of your life to live outside of it. And so you have to consider those things. So you may have to sometimes resist the urge to run into court and file something um, because you're thinking about how that could interplay with the rest of your life. And you guys will get to know us a lot more because we're going to be on the show every Saturday. We love taking your questions. And if you've been listening to us, then keep doing so. If you are new to the show, new to the Custody Queens, make sure you DM us with those questions. You can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That is 1-800-419-7772. You can also follow us on Instagram at Custody Queens and Custody Queens on Air. But let's answer a couple questions from our listeners and our audience. These are real life questions. We don't alter them. We try to give as much information and as much of a response without going into too much detail as we can. And if you are new, just remember that we are grateful that you're listening to us. We have so much to offer and we are not a one size fits all attorney. We are different. We are new. We are innovative and we are super excited to have you with us. And uh, we have to introduce our favorite producer of all time. Not our favorite, but one of our favorites, Cam. We have two favorites. We have two favorites. We have as many favorites as there are people producing our show. But Cam is on here today to help us out and she's going to be reading some of our listener emails. Yes, and they keep coming. I There's no shortage of emails, so let's get to it. Okay, Claire from Moorpark emailed, Hey, Queens, I'm going to start the divorce process soon. I have two kids and a lot of friends telling me what I should do. I know not to listen to them, only my attorney, but I had a question. What is child support enforcement? Why would someone choose to file their judgment with the county as opposed to not? Thanks, ladies. I'll be calling soon. Thanks, Claire. Uh, 
One, I love that you said you don't take all of your friends' advice because guess what? They're not qualified to give legal advice. Neither is, you know, your Facebook or Instagram friends. I am going to answer this as quickly as I can so we can get through many. Uh, There are different reasons why someone would open a case with the Department of Child Support Services. Uh, One of the biggest reasons is sometimes they have more ability with respect to enforcing an order, like putting a lien on a driver's license, a professional license, garnishing someone's wages. I mean, we as private attorneys can do that, but it's almost automatic immediately with them. I even have some pretty high income earners or opposing parties with high income earners where I will have the Department of Child Support Services enforce the order because they have more reach than I. It doesn't mean that I suggest it in every case because it's a government entity. They really don't get super invested in any single case. Uh, It's kind of, you know, across the board, this is what we do. And if you're outside the box and they're not gonna go out of their way to try to prove income if they can't find it. So if a website says that someone makes 600,000, but your attorney can get evidence that that party makes over a million, then clearly you're going to want your attorney to gather that information, file the necessary documents in the family law case, but it's okay to work with the Department of Child Support Services. And the only other time really that I would go through the Department of Child Support Services is if I have someone that is a very low income and I'm trying to do the most efficient job as quickly as possible, or if someone is on state aid, then they involve themselves whether we want it or not. Yeah. And just to quickly add on to that, there's two things, right? There's the creation, obtaining the order, and there's the enforcement of the order. And there's different kind of analysis that go into each. When you have a court order, you may need to enforce it, and there may be different types of means to do so. Um, But make sure you talk to an attorney about those differences and what's best for your case. Sometimes getting something like an income withholding order is important. Sometimes you can do that with your private attorney outside of the Department of Child Support Services. But um, yeah, definitely good job in ignoring your friend's advice. And one more thing, I know Cam's gonna, you know, give me a look. But if you have someone who is self-employed and we can't attach it to their wages, then there may be of interest in having the county enforce the order that doesn't take your attorney off the case, but you're simply asking the county to help enforce it because they have more reach with the driver's license, the tax refund, the professional contracting license, or whatever that professional license is. That is another reason why you would assist, you would request their assistance. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right. Next question is actually for Sam. How tall are you? (laughs) Scott from Silver Lake emailed, Sam, I have a question for you. How soon after meeting someone do you tell them you're an attorney? Does it usually go over well? Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I think that I have a lot of my identity is now wrapped up in my work, but I don't think a lot of my identity is being a lawyer. I don't know that I like act like a lawyer in the day to day. Saying that I'm a lawyer doesn't necessarily make me proud. It's not like a, a check mark. 
Um, so I don't know that that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. I think sometimes when you meet people and you're like, I'm a lawyer, they're like, why are you telling me that? <laughs> um, so I guess naturally if it came up, sure. Um, sometimes I think Kristen and I both get looks for being attorneys. They go, are you sure you're an attorney? Are you a real attorney? Are you um, real attorneys? Yes, we are real attorneys. <laughs> Very real attorneys. Okay. Uh, Kristen, the next question's for you. Linda from Huntington Beach wants to know, Kristen, would you ever represent a couple going through a divorce that you're friends with? I'm a regular <laughs> listener and really love you two. LOL. Hi, Linda uh, from Huntington Beach. I was just there recently for a soccer tournament. I have learned the hard way that I generally do not get involved when I have friends or colleagues that I am close with or where I know both people. I have learned that I don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. It has not worked out well for me over the last, you know, 15 years. But I do give them to Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. Um, but here's why. Kristen actually brings up a really good point. And you shouldn't be offended by the fact that, like, your friend won't take on your case. Because we could still help you. Someone in our firm could help you, too. But you, there's too much of a an overlap between professional and personal. And that doesn't mean that you know, your friend is necessarily overstepping boundaries. It just means it's too hard to separate. And for me, that's part of the reason why you want an attorney, right? Um, is to separate your emotions from um, kind of the professional aspect of it. So for me, like, I couldn't represent myself because I'm too emotionally attached to myself. You need someone that's a step away to really step in and be there for you if you're I'm not saying that you're too emotional but it's an emotional process so I, I think you need that layer of separation so I think it's best to if you're my friend I'm probably going to have Kristen take your case or someone else in our firm and vice versa it just it works better that way I think yeah and even when I don't or I'm not friends with both the husband and the wife or the mother and the father even if I'm just really close to one I will often refer it to Sam or Carrie or someone that I trust that's going to represent my friend or my acquaintance aggressively, but it's just too close to home. You know, for instance, if I, like I have a lot of referrals from my kids' schools and that's too close to home for me and I don't, I don't want to get asked legal questions when I'm dropping off my five-year-old at preschool or sorry, TK. Same thing on the soccer field, same thing at gymnastics. But don't take it personally. You want someone who's going to have an unbiased opinion. And that attorney is also getting put in a lose-lose situation often because family law is generally not a win or lose. It's, it's a process that I think each party at some point feels like they were winning and then at some point feels like they were losing. And what Sam and I and attorneys judge as a victory may not always be seen with the same eyes as the client. So it doesn't mean that I won't take your friend's case. It just means that it I, means I will. I'm yeah. <laughs> and you know what it means, Linda? It means if you have a good friend or someone I know, then let's call the office at 1-800-419-7772. And I will make sure that they get set up with Miss McBride. Do you think family law is the most emotional type of law that's out there? I mean, I, I haven't practiced other areas of law. I've devoted uh, my career to family law specifically, but I, I think it's it's up there, if not at the very top. I mean, one of the things that Kristen and I talk about a lot when people say, ah, oh, you're a custody attorney or custody battles is it's it's not about the battle. It's about trying to manage these 
precious lives, these young children, and figuring out parenting plans and ways that they can stay out of court and they can stay shielded from the process. As Kristen mentioned, um, my parents are divorced, and so I know the effect of that. Even though I had a positive experience, you still have an experience. And so part of what we want to do is mitigate that to the extent that we can so that these children can focus on school and soccer and hobbies and not where am I sleeping at night and why is my mom mad at my dad and and issues like that. And if you look at it, I think there's two things that almost every person would say is at the top of their list for being the things that are most important to them, freedom and the children. Right. So obviously criminals up there, if someone's facing life in prison, regardless of whether they did it or not, they're going to have emotions in that. And also when kids are involved, there is always emotions involved and emotions complicate the dividing of assets and the visitation schedule. So what Sam and I try to do is we want to make the transition to the next phase of your life uh, easier and we want to make you get past it quicker and not need us. That is our goal. Most attorneys want to keep you on, you know, their books for 15 years. They want to be hired five or six times. That's not us. We want to set you up, get you to the next phase of your life. Let's let's look at divorce is not a negative thing. It's just a new beginning. It's end of a transition. And let's make sure that these kids, if there are kids, are the most important issue in your case. And the faster that we can do it, the faster you guys can move on with your life. And then, you know, you can show us some love by sending us a referral, but by not having to pay us for the next 10 years. I I, I agree with everything you said. All right. Next is Nancy from Torrance. Uh, She wrote in, Hey, Kristen and Sam, I listen every week and have been dealing with some pretty rough stuff family-wise. What can someone do to collect child support from a party who moves out of state? I'm overwhelmed right now and need some directions. Thanks, Queens. Well, that's going to depend. We would say call us, but there's, again, it's a similar issue that we discussed before with obtaining the court order and enforcing the court order. And there's going to be a little bit of a jurisdictional challenge, um, depending on where you can actually enforce an order, um, where the payor actually is living. So you may have to cross state lines to figure that out. And it's going to be on a case by case basis. And a lot of people think it's the payee, but it's not. No, it's the pay or for support. You the general analysis is you're looking for what's called personal jurisdiction, um, and there's different ways that you can quote unquote obtain personal jurisdiction. Part of that is going to be where the initiating tribunal is or where the person pay or is found. But there's kind of a fact sensitive analysis, so I would just encourage you to call us and Sam's an expert on that. that issue, and she can give if you call and have a private conversation, Nancy. Sam is an incredible person to have that conversation with. I've had quite a bit of experience with jurisdictional crossover issues out of state. Yes, absolutely. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, next, this one is for the both of you. Hi, Kristen and Sam. I really like the show and listen every chance I get. I know it's silly, but just wanted to know if either of you have ever lost your composure in court. Thanks, (laughs) ladies, for your fun and informational show. 
John from Chatsworth. Well, I would not. I'm going to answer for Kristen. <laughs> um, so I I would not describe it as lose your composure. I would. But I would say that Kristen, Kristen is, she is going in there and she's getting the job done. And I may or may not have seen a highlighter. She didn't throw it. But I'm very theatrical. She, but she's yes, like it's I talk a with it's my a hand. play, which is effective. Um, but I may or may not have seen a a highlighter just fly across the room. She didn't throw it again. It was just like a reaction. It was about the tenth time that an opposing counsel had lied. And if there's anything I hate in this world, it's a liar. You know, I can put up with a lot of things, but there are many attorneys out there that do not get the facts. They believe everything their client says without asking further questions. Uh, And this specific attorney has a reputation within the legal industry of just repeating what their clients say without checking and just making crap up, you know, and after about a, a... a well over of an hour of a hearing, she just came up with an allegation that was just so ludicrous that I think I was so blown away that I literally raised my hand without realizing my highlighter and the highlighter went flying across the council table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'll see me sometimes, you know, slam my hand, my hands on the, but it's almost all coming from attorneys that don't do their homework and that are, are lying or opposing parties. Uh, I, I don't have any patience for liars. Yeah, and I mean, Kristen's pretty magical in court if you ever get the opportunity to see her, but it's obviously going to depend on the case and the time, right? Like, you're not going to necessarily see that theater when you're dealing with a child support case, but sometimes there's very real issues and you need to get your point across. So it's not about being aggressive or or loud, but it's about using those strategies when they're effective, and Kristen does that. And it's also knowing your judge, knowing your audience. Uh, You know, there might be a judge that loves to be spoon-fed the facts, right? And so you literally have to go through your case line by line, get loud, get dramatic. And then there are other judges that have read all the paperwork and they will ask you what they want to know. And they don't want you to raise their voice. They don't want you to, you know, get theatrical. A stylistic portion. And so you better know your courtroom and you better know your judge. Okay. All right. We have time for one more. One more. Okay. Jim and Kathy, both of them from Pasadena emailed in hi custody queens we are emailing because we are getting divorced but are very amicable so far kathy and i have very different parenting styles and we can never seem to meet in the middle i'm very stern and do not give an inch while kathy is very adaptable and talks a lot with the kids about their decisions how do we co-parent moving forward what's a parenting plan and do we need one thanks for reading this Hi, John and Kathy. We love you. Thanks for emailing us. And uh, this would be a full consultation and assessment. Um, There's a couple different routes you guys could use. You both can get attorneys that work together to kind of help you uh, do the paperwork and come to a stipulated judgment or a marital settlement agreement, or you can go through a mediator. Uh, We do have a couple attorneys that do mediation at our office, which is where both of you sit with a mediator and you work together to come up with a parenting plan. But let me tell you, co-parenting is hard when you have a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship. My husband and I are very different parenters and doesn't mean one of us is right. One of us is wrong. It just means we parent very different. But what I have learned is that the more that we communicate together and we let each other know what we would like to see, you know, for instance, my husband and I have a fight all the time about iPads. They are the devil. I hate them. 
but I also love them when I want an hour of sleep at night and I want to relax and watch my housewives. Um, my, they don't bother my husband as much, but I told, I told him how I felt about them and how much stress they were causing on me. And we were able to come up with a solution with iPads not being used after school until, you know, dinner's eaten and homework is done. And that has been very helpful for us. So don't think that it's just your parenting styles because you're getting divorced. You can come together and I would highly recommend that you guys use a mediator. And I love that you're emailing together because this is what I would love to see for the future of divorce. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think you hit it right on the head. Communication is everything. And I don't think it's about having the same opinion on every sort of part of co-parenting. It's about being committed to communicate and come up with a plan that suits you. You're not always going to agree. It's important to just be committed to that. Yeah. And neither one of you is going to be happy. Okay. That's what a compromise is. You're both, you're both agreeing to do something that you really don't want to do, but you're meeting in the middle. Okay. And you don't want your visitation plan so controlled that you're controlling every aspect and every hour of your child's life, because guess what? That's not going to work. And then you're each going to have to go hire your own attorney down the road. So don't cut don't try to control every aspect. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. John and Kathy, we have a great team of mediators. And uh, Sam and I could even help you guys. So if you are listening and you enjoyed our show and you want us to answer a question that you have, please call us at 1-800-419-7772. We answer everything. There's nothing off limits. And we've answered some pretty funny questions. So thank you for joining us today and every Saturday. And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us, we're the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional, legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.